knew it. I knew it. They're back. The show with the pressure and Frosty. This is Frosty. show this is our july show we are recording via reading tilehurst and cornwall first time we've ever done a breakfast show it's uh it's it's nice it's uh it's nice to kind of start the way like start the way like this and even start the day like this <laughs> yes it is we are recording at our earliest ever show it is the breakfast the show with the pressure and frosty it's currently now um, 7 a.m. I've just been thinking about breakfast shows. Generally, they're quite exciting, aren't they? They're quite sort of um, full of people. But I don't feel I'm really forcing this right now to sound like I'm awake. But actually, um, I want to talk like that. Not that I, I'm. Uh, I get up at five anyway. So I mean, it's not really. A, it's not really early. But I don't actually perform until after twelve, darling. No, I perform at 10 most days, but I have a lot of alone time before that because I get up, do my routine, um, yeah. go and work out, get ready in my head, and then I go and talk nonsense. But to just get up and do it, I've done, I have done it a heck of a lot, but it's usually been for like news reading. So you're performing, but you're performing quite a, a dry task where you're not meant to, you're meant yeah. to sound sort of upbeat-ish, but if you're reading, oh, God, the A12 is closed heading westbound due to a lorry shedding its load, you can't be too jolly about that. So you're sort of putting on a morose character, which almost almost works if you're a bit tired and lacking in coffee. Yeah, and also you're reading something, so yeah. your brain isn't really on yeah. the You're just reading it. But with a, it's not just reading, of course, but it does take a lot of... Um, I mean, I when I performed uh, doing a Christmas, not Christmas show, a, I can't even get my words out. It's, it's hard, isn't it, to think and talk at this day? Right. Um, when I was performing a TIE show, that's Theatre and Education, uh, we used to go to schools and perform, and we used to get up at like 4.30, drive the van to a school, put up the set, the lighting, the sound, get our costumes on, um, and then perform a show for an hour and a half. It was Aladdin. I was wishy-washy. And, uh, <laughs> and then we had to strike the set, uh, put it in the van, drive off to another school, which is another like two or three hours away, do the same thing all over again, and then come back to our place, uh, go to bed at like 10 or 11, knackered, and then go back again at 4.30, driving around. It was the hardest job of my life. Was there that uh, when you'd finished the first breakfast show of the day and then you were able to just sit in the van for a few hours? That must have been a kind of nice, though. That must have been like, uh, that sort of delirious, tired that you only really get when you go on holiday. Yeah, it was nice. But then you had the dread of having to do it again. You know, the last the last show was pretty good because then you knew you were just going to go to your bed. Like, talking about tiredness, our show last month when we watched Eagles, that was fantastic, by the way. It was a great, great time. Um, I didn't get back till one, possibly. And then I had to get up at four uh, to become an extra for the new uh, Game of Thrones prequel. House of the Dragon, and or House of Dragon, and um, so my costume was uh, like very elaborate, 
and I had a big cloak on, which was about half a stone. It was a very hot day, and then we were inside in a set, and you know they got these um, these cauldrons of fire, like open fires, just to keep, just for the set, you know, to make it look old-fashioned medieval. I was standing right next to that, a uh, little bit hungover, not as hungover as I thought I would have been, and um, I just fell asleep on set. I was snoring, and someone, like the third AD, had to like tap my leg and go, come on. Yeah, it was, I was embarrassed and shocked because I was so deeply asleep. So, and I wake up, and I'm in the set of Game of Thrones. <laughs> what the hell's going on? And what time have you been up since? Um, since quarter to six. 5.45. Why do you still look so terrible an hour and a half in? <laughs> Takes me a while to beautify myself. If you don't know the work involved to look this good when you see me. What's the, what is your routine then? What do you do in the morning? Most mornings I'll um, have a bowl of cereal and um, and a coffee, watch a bit of BBC breakfast. What sort of cereal? Oh, I've got this new cereal. It's called Jaws, the film cereal, and it's really good. They're shaped like sharks and they're malted or they're a bit like um it's a bit it's a mixture of start and um what's the one with the professor Wheatos. oh okay little shaped like sharks Mm. and you buy them in b&m it's really good and it is like the jaws front cover of the film um so i have that and they also sell their back to the feature cereal which is just um What's, it's like Nesquik cereal, you know, the big balls of chocolate. Does it make the milk go chocolatey? It certainly, certainly bloody does. That's yes, nice. Yes. So I have that for uh, for breakfast or a porridge or something like that. But I've got to, I think, in order to beautify myself, I've got to give myself a good swill, shower really, because that pumps the blood and uh, loosens up all the, all the um, eye skin. And then... Uh, exfoliate during the shower moisturize drink a ton of water every day every day oh every day every day no wonder you look so tired that's a busy routine (laughs) yeah what do you do when you wake up you do a bit of yoga yeah i do i wake up and then um i put a cafetiere on immediately and then i do some stretching and then i i meditate for i'm up to like i think seven minutes now and then, okay. and then I drink the coffee and I read the newspaper and then I go for a stroll or I go and pump iron. That's very grown up. That's very sensible. What, um, how do you meditate? I put this, because my flat's a bit noisy, I put this, this sound on in my ears that's the sound of rain, just so that mm. it plugs out and it, and it plays a bit of like white noise, which just plugs the outdoors and then I just have to just switch off and try and not think about anything and then um i usually just count i count to 10 and then i just keep counting to 10 and then i give out a bit of gratitude at the end so i say to paupers in the world you know it's going to be all right you're going to be okay let's send this out to owen he's you know he's having a rough time at the moment so he's he's looking a bit of a mess um in his physical appearance and in life so let's just send him some good cheer and then that's meant to stay with you for the rest of the day and you're meant to approach situations in a bit more of a positive mind frame because you've considered somebody else i mean the discipline in order to do that is quite quite higher well you what you you run you have the discipline to go running and push yourself mm. to the you know push yourself to the point of 
So you know how to physically do that. So this is like, this is um, physical um, mind training. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. Mm. Do you know, I think um, I've thought about it now, why I look a bit rough and feel a bit rough. I did have a bottle and a half of wine last night, so Mm. that probably probably will do it. Yeah. I woke up at um, three o'clock this morning with a bone-dry mouth, and I just had to just get up and have two pints of water. (laughs) And that's... That's exactly why I look rough. How come? Why are we drinking so much on a... I guess it's not a school night now, is it? So No, it was a t- Tuesday. Um, yeah, it was just a Tuesday, so <laughs> why not? I don't know. I just... Uh, what's happening? What's happening in my life? Oh, <laughs> there's just so much stuff going on right now in the house that, um, that we can't cook or anything, and... I had to put these weatherboards up. You know when you see um, houses that have been um, squatted in or smashed in, you know, and the windows have got these, like, MDF boards? Well, um, I bought some. Uh, some was delivered yesterday after the builder arrived. And in the back of the house now, we've got two massive, massive holes. Basically, the back of the house, there's no wall apart from one pillar in the middle. And um, I had to put the weatherboards up yesterday. And they're really heavy and... Is that they were hard to put up, and I fell down the foundation. And I cut my foot, and it was all dripping with blood. And I had this big MDF board in my hand, and I thought I can't even cook food. I can't do anything. Everything's falling apart. Stacy, let's just get a takeaway, have some wine, just to have something good in my life. Uh, so that's what happened yesterday. Okay, at least it ended nicely then. It was lovely. It was really good, actually. I really enjoyed that, and particularly so because uh, I was watching the Lionesses defeat Sweden 4-0 in the semi-final of the European Football Cup. It's coming home. Yeah, final on Sunday. It's uh, yeah, they've, they've been amazing, this tournament. So um, let's hope we can bring it over the line, but they just look to be confident in every, in every game, shape and ball. It doesn't look like they can be defeated. They've beaten uh, who did they beat? Eight nil. I was I was in the pool stage. Yeah, that was a dropping, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like um, is it that England are good or that um, women's football isn't quite at that level? You know, you get these rugby scores and you think, oh well, it's because it's not quite at that professional standard. Um. Yeah, there's probably a bit of that in it. And then sort of the physicality, you know, some, some goalkeepers, uh, Petr Cech, who played for Arsenal, was like six foot seven. So if he's, a, if he's a goalie and he can cover that much space in the goal and be agile, then he's probably going to be quite good. Um, women don't tend to be that tall. So in goal in particular, there's a definite um, disadvantage. Because if someone could, because anyone, well, not anyone, but you could train to be able to ping the ball into the top corner, like, you know, like we've been doing, but the keeper can't physically reach it. She just can't get up there. So yeah, there is a bit of the strikers are definitely at an advantage in the women's game. Mm, That's a a good point. I didn't think about that. But I think, uh, I think it could be coming home now though. It could actually be coming home, couldn't it? It's coming home. It's coming home. Football is coming home. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Brilliant at last. Men can do it, so at least the women are doing something, eh? Where where have you heard people saying that then that you've now got on the bandwagon? 
it was on BBC Breakfast. Was it? Okay. Yeah, they went. They went to a pub, and also they. Uh, so they're singing "It's Coming Home," and they're also saying, singing uh, "Let's Go, Girls." Da 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 da. Oh, okay. Shania Twain. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know how far the the chant goes. I think it's just "Let's Go, Girls." Ba 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 da ba da ba. That's good. That's enough. That's enough for me. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, so there's that. It's on uh, Sunday, the 3rd of August at 4pm in Wembley Stadium. What? I thought it was like this Sunday. It is this Sunday. That's not the 3rd, it's like the 31st. It's not? <laughs> is it? What are your warm-up uh, techniques, warm-up voice techniques? Do you have any? I just sing on my bicycle and, yeah, I just do a bit of... Just try and get that top note, really. And yeah. that's it. I don't, yeah, I just I sing a bit and then I chew, I chew gum a fair bit and that's that just gets yeah. your, your mush opened. Um, that's, that's it for warm-ups, really. Just... Sometimes I go on air without even speaking. That'll be the first time I've spoken, is when I do that. I don't go on air and just mime. Sometimes I do. That's quite fun. When you've got a guest and you're just like, you're just you're just giving them some gestures of what to do, but not actually saying anything. I like to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, so you warm up your vocal cords, but you don't actually warm up your tongue. Nah, I'm quite used to talking now, so. And I, yeah, I don't tend to push it too much. I don't, I don't shout. I had a job when I was hosting in a busy, in a busy tavern on a microphone in the evenings and you'd have to, just to really get people's attention, you'd have to shout, but your voice just doesn't last very long. So I would just try and push, just push the bass in the, in the voice to try and get it to carry and then go up yeah. to people face to face and say, it's your turn. Why don't you come over here now? Come on and touch them. Just touch oh, them, yeah. yeah, and then get them to come where I wanted them to come because shouting is for that's just not it's not it's not right, is it? It's not. You should never shout. You should project absolutely project, but never shout. That's when you're straining your vocal cords. So in theatre, you project, um, and even when you're and I'm doing uh, quotation marks with my fingers, shouting on stage. You're never really shouting. Do you do group warm-ups then? Because that must be pretty fun if, if there's a dozen of you in the room all going... It's kind of funny when you're in the dressing room and uh, everyone's doing those crazy sounds and they're warming up their face and uh, it feels like you're in a madhouse, but you just get on with it and then it's a lot of fun. But it is a bit weird to begin with if you haven't done it for a while. And everyone's like, ha, he, who, hum. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the hard palate, the soft palate, and where the hard and soft palates meet. Me, me, mo, ha, eh. And, and the face warm-ups as well you have to do. So you have to scrunch your face up like oh, this. Yeah. And then you have to open up really wide. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. You should do that every morning, because then you would remember who you were, rather than just, you know, some days being... It's that person and then other days just really being if you started the day remembering who you were then you yeah. might have you know you might have more consistent good days rather than all this like you know have, let's just say a canon today is 30 days what do you get two goodies per month if you're lucky <laughs> oh i reckon i get about half that's okay it's all right <laughs> yeah but uh, i just 
I'm not very good at self-discipline. Uh, I come up with the best intentions, and I just can never consistently follow them through. <laughs> I think that should be on my gravestone. Just, just never follow. You never follow through. And it not quite be finished the text as well. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never follow through, and then that'll be it. <laughs> uh, was that me or was that you? I think that was you, mate. What would be your song that would um, like get you pumping? Is there a song? Well, he just played the cutter by Echo and the Bunny Man, and that's just absurdly brilliant. That's that intro. I don't okay. know what it's played on, but it's just delightful. It's kind of in my head now, and I had to turn it off because you suddenly zoomed in. So I'll try and find that again a bit later today, or I'll just sing it in my head all day. That can earworm me, and that could be fine. Because sometimes when you get just a bit of a song and you have to keep playing it through in order to get the lyrics, it's a bit like, oh, I've yeah. got to got to win this i must find it that one i already know it so i might just dine out on that all day first in i don't know that song yeah you do, do you tool do you want to sing a bit of it now um well what's Go the on. intro played on i'll i'll find it here what is this what is this sound <laughs> okay. what is that then is a sitar, perhaps? Is it? I think it's a sitar. Yeah. Could be. It's got a sort of Bangra vibe, isn't it? Wow, okay. Yeah, all right. I like that. Um, I was out last night watching some bands. It was really good fun. There was like a jam night and... um. You bring your instrument and then you just jam with other musicians. And there's a bit of, they've sort of planned a couple of songs. So a couple like, you know, they were sort of getting up in threes and fours and they'd rehearsed a couple of numbers. And then one of the singers kept coming back and doing a few bits. It was really good fun. And my friend performed like three tracks that he'd written himself. And I, I saw him perform them last time I was here, so a couple of months ago, and then he's worked on them a bit more. Um, but it was really good fun, and it was so well-supported, and it was just a really enjoyable evening of watching people sort of, you know, play these tunes, just playing the sort of known covers, a bit of Nirvana in there, a bit of, I don't know, like, just some nice guitar music. It was a good, it was a very fun evening, yeah. And then there was this geezer that was, um, so they're of different levels, and there was a man at the front, and he had his whammy bar going, so he was really getting into it, and he loved it. And there was a guy that was just sort of really staring at his guitar and also the drummer, and he just reminded me of you in Three Day High. Oh, wait, because he was like, serious, concentrating. Yeah. And very sexy, of course. Yeah, and just looked a bit <laughs> uneasy about the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. And what was the venue? Was it like a small pub? Was it a big place? There's this pub that I've been to down here called the Garland Docks and I've watched football in there a load of times and then I've had a few drinks and then it goes really far back um, to this massive back room and then there's also an outside pub garden that sort of leads down this oh. hill and we went to the pub next door and it had a similar sort of layout and I've never seen either of these pubs um, looking so rocking. It's amazing to have been to Bodmin so many times. And to now see this whole underbelly of this other community that exists. Because we've been in the pub before and people walk past you all the time and you're like, oh, I wonder where they're going. And now I know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned you, you had a friend. A friend went there, did they? My a friend. I'm, yeah, my friend Greg um, is working here on a project. We used to do the hosting oh. in the bar late at night, shouting on the microphones. And um, he's been working on a project down here for about a year now. So... 
when I come down, I've been hanging out with him. And because he's a musician and a creative, he goes to these open mic nights and he jams and he gets involved. And then he's been working on a project to sort of let other people in this area know about ways. If you're a, a musician in somewhere like Cornwall and you want to hang out with other like-minded musicians, come to the jam night every Tuesday at the Garland Docks. But I didn't know there was uh, music scene there or just pe- just cool people there, to be honest, because I'm very ignorant. Yeah, it was, it's organised, but there was no sort of, hello, coming up next, it's uh, Owen Frost and the uh, Frost Finger Fives. It was all, they sort of knew what they were up to, and um, a bloody lovely night. I went to another one that was more, there was a bit of music, there was a bit of, like, stand-up, there was a bit of poetry, and that one had, she was a really charismatic host. She, she was quite, she won, like, Best Comedian in Cornwall Award quite recently, but she was brilliant. I was like, what the hell? I'm in bloody Bodmin, and I'm watching talent. This is just perplexing. That sounds great. I just wish I was there. It sounds fun. It was fun. It was, yeah, very unpretentious. And it's not really... If someone said, oh, come to a open mic night with me, I'd be like, no, no, thank no. you. Not in the big city, but down here, because there's a, you know, there's the Kings of Leon aren't playing every week and the Eagles certainly aren't. So you've got, <laughs> you've got to take what you can get. And it's just beautiful. It's really nice. There's a bit of a scene in Reading. They they do a few open mic nights. They do some uh, poetry nights as well. Um, Next time I'm there, I'd like fun. to come. I'd like to be involved because okay. I'd like to see that. I nice. like to I like to see these communities because. Uh, on the surface level, when you just visit a town and you go shops in the day and you go Boots yeah. and you go Sainsbury's and you go back to Sainsbury's because you forgot something, you don't see anything. But if you go out at night and then you go to the back room of this pub on a Tuesday and you're like, wow, yeah. this is where it happens. This is where it goes okay. off. Okay. I like the sound of this. Why don't we? Because it's, it's an open mic poetry night. Oh, They've God. got a guest poet in. I know they, what's coming. Poetry. And then people can come up and read their own poems to everyone. Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we do it? Write a poem. Okay. Not, I write my poem. You write your poem, and then we'll perform a poem. It's performance poetry. You can you can read it from a, a piece of paper, or you can jive hand it all the way if you want. Why to. don't we write it and we're the same character, and then we sort of got to read it together. This is my this is my poem. I am Co Owen. Here we are together in this beautiful club. You know what I've put on myself? A bit of Vic's rub. Oh, you naughty. Oh, you are. Here I am. We are the star. This is our poem. I am Co Owen. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah? That's, that's very good. Uh, no, I think we should do one each though. It'd be like um, it'd be like being in university again. Okay, I've got loads on my phone, and I keep interviewing poets, and I'm always a tiny bit tempted to get them out, and I'm like, no. Nah. Yeah. We had this yeah, woman on the other day, and she went on forever. Um, she, yeah, she just took the biscuit a bit, but the poems were all right, but they just went on for too long. It's got to be, it's got to be, come on, thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There's some that bring out whole folders and they read it out, and just think, come on, and they're boring. It's so boring. They've got to be interesting. You can't keep someone's attention for that long, not with just spoken word, I don't think. The fluorescent orange cancer lights shone in her eyes like I never saw before. And then they get a bit... Yeah. You can hear them running out of saliva because they're <laughs> choking. And sometimes I read at night. Oh, do you have a party trick? I can do a headstand if you want. That's pretty good. And I suppose you're quite flexible. 
I'm fairly flexible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at press-ups as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, well done. Well done on that front. Um, can you walk on your hands as well? Or can you? No, I'm building up to doing a handstand, but I've been building up for a, quite a while, so there's not really much progress being made on that front. I've just been practising for years to do a handstand so I need to kind of get over it just like you say you're a lazy slob I you know I think we all sit on our laurels don't we or maybe we just yeah. get a bit you get a bit comfortable and you're like well a headstand will do uh this is yeah. all right I don't need to really handstand just yet do I I want to do it but do I need to because the headstand's okay it's more about um technique than strength I suppose isn't it you don't need to be super strong to do a handstand you've just got to find that biting point where you can just yeah what's yeah. your party piece trick oh my pie trick is getting my ID out and show them my date of birth and then they go no no way I can't believe you're that age. That's got to be fake. That's my pie trick. I was, went to the shops a week last Saturday <laughs> and I got ID'd three times. And on the final time in Iceland, we were buying alcohol and uh, the person serving us was under 18, so they needed to get uh, attention from somebody older. So a man came over, showed him my ID, and he went, would you look at that? Older than me. And he walked off sad. So that's my pie trick. I, no one believes me. I think the older I get, when they say, oh, how old are you? And I say, oh, I'm 40 this year. They say, oh, I thought you were my age. I thought you were like 22. And then they 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 sort of look at me a bit differently when they see my age and say, no, no, treat me like I'm 22 because in my head I'm 22. You know, that's how, it, that's how I feel. That's who I am. But I did say, I was on set with someone. She was 20, 21. I, and she said, she, I told her my age, and I said, I'm old enough to be your father. And when I said that, I thought, oh, that, that sounds weird. <laughs> and she went, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. And it just sounded, it, it, came out, it came out creepy. I didn't intend it to come out creepy. I already said it to a man. When the party goes, yeah, when the party goes a bit strange, <laughs> that's, that's, that's your trick. Yeah, I can make things awkward. On the turn of a dime. I'm reading a book at the moment, it's a very good book, and it's got a lot of terms listed in there. And um, oh, yeah. this is the book. Psychopath Test, John Ronson. Yeah, I've heard about that book. Be there's about um there's about 300 different like terms in there for various like conditions and hmm. or maybe there's like 300 different ways in which they determine whether someone is a psychopath or they just yeah, there's like a glossary of terms and there's a term for someone that doesn't really feel any, like, well, a psychopath is someone that doesn't really have remorse for their actions and they do pretty brutal things. But there's yeah. there's a term for people that just don't get awkward in normal situations. It's um, not a sociopath, is it? Could be something like that, yeah. I, would, I wanted to write it down for you because I, d- I definitely get awkward in situations, but I don't find the same... I think you get over-awkward in most situations because you approach yeah. everything and... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, oh, uh, uh, you're just... You know, you're not, on the, you're not on the level, basically. You're up in the clouds, yeah. floating yeah, about, yeah. so... I, I over and you're under-awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the term, but it's uh, it's interesting. It's, it's it's good. You know that Scientologists um they don't like psychologists. 
they're very anti them and they sort of want to get rid of them so they do things to try and disprove their like their science and a lot of it is a bit messed up because psychologists do do some quite strange have done some strange things to people in their time like trying to fix people's brains they test on them and yeah. things so the scientologists like they're, they're out to get psychologists wow yeah. well scientologists are to get a lot of people yeah they're, they're um Bunch, aren't they? But they disbelieve psychology and they just want to do anything they can to sort of rubbish it. And they just go out and they attack certain psychologists and try and get them struck off. But they did. There was a guy that would comment on um, this morning on various topics and he was all wafy and oh yeah, well, if you're feeling a bit down, you should maybe do this. And and they basically just attacked him and they got him off air. <laughs> wow. Louis Theroux's got a good. <laughs> Louis Theroux's got a good documentary about um, Scientology. He gets right involved in that, and then they infiltrate his documentary crew, and they start filming him and following him around. And it's really interesting. But you learn about how they use psychology um, in their own camps to um, to get people to understand if they can. Um, get their money it's uh it's a funny old thing and uh there's a there's a church of scientology in reading <laughs> pop in if you wanted to l ron hubbard he believes that um a meteorite hit the earth about uh 300 years ago or something like that yeah, but old l ron he was he was so intelligent he was they would they list some of his achievements and what he could do and he could just come up with concepts ideas and like really and put it down in the space of like minutes he could just like his brain yeah. works at such a like a swift speed and he could he was obscenely he was obscenely smart old ronnie yeah he was if if he used his skills for fiction then he, you know he'd done i mean he's already done amazingly well as and he's multi-millionaire very very successful but it's just uh, morally bankrupt what he's done so you know it's 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 taken over people's brains. Well, they say if this power ever got into the wrong hands, and I suppose, um, you know, once you get powerful, you start to try and control people, and then you get them to do what you want them to do, and then yeah. you sort of get them to do the dirty work, or maybe you have yeah. a sinister angle. Yes, there's people in history throughout that have um, had that power, and it is a power, like Rasputin, the monk, the Russian monk, he had power to control people just through the way that he spoke and you know certain con artists uh they just you know, we watched a documentary on netflix called uh, abducted in plain sight uh, and um it's just about how this man infiltrated a family and managed to just kidnap their children and do whatever he wanted with them and they were like okay and he got and he got, got the it's really gross, but like he got the mother and sort of seduced her, and then a couple of days later, he got the dad and seduced him. He's just seduced the whole family just because of the way he spoke and the way that he got into their minds. And there are certain people that do have that that power. Uh, listeners, Dave is looking at me with um, glaring eyes. He's getting inside my mind. Email the show. It's the way to go. Pressure and frosty at gmail.com. What day is today? It's Wednesday. Oh, what a slug. What else is today? Oh, it's 10 years since the Olympics today. Is it? Yeah. So what, what, yeah. Date, what date would that have been? 
27th of July, 2012. Oh, my God. Do you know what else I happened? Know. Do you know what else what happened, happened that day? What? Hoxton Radio launched. Did it? Whoa. Ten years today? Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. Ten years of Hoxton Radio. <laughs> That's crazy. What should I do to celebrate? You should definitely get a balloon. Huh? Okay. And and just, like, throw that about. No, play some, play some music from 2012. That's what you should do. Okay. That's a nice idea. Play all the hits from 2012. Do and we- then maybe... Do you have? Do you? I just don't suppose you record all of your shows, do you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You should, you should definitely get the first link that you say, like, "Hello and welcome to my brand new radio station, Hoxton Radio." I'm David Harris, the Pressure, as you will learn to know me as. You know, you do that introduction. That'd be quite nice. Do you ever celebrate your birthday not on your birthday? Well, no, not really, because I don't work on the 1st of September usually, so I celebrate it whenever. Um, but I don't really celebrate my birthday. But anyway, why? Why? What, what do you, well, do I've you never birthday? not celebrated. It's always, it has to be that one day. It has to be, that's the only day it could be. And if it's any other day, yes. then I just don't get involved. But this year I've got, to, I need to spread it out because... Um, because I haven't prepared for it, basically. Because uh, I've, I've got to do the work, innit? If I'm having a... If anything goes on, I've got to I've got to put that show on the system, haven't I? And I just haven't... Um, yeah. Just didn't allow any time for it, really. But I'm saying the proper party's on the 27th of September. So mark it in your diary. You're invited. It's a oh. Tuesday. Take the Wednesday off. Wow, OK. 27th of September. Gonna, that's going to be your 40th. Well, it'll be the 10th birthday for the radio my 40th will be at christmas so but the radio station's birthday will do it proper in september because that gives me enough oh, time it gives oh. me eight weeks from today and in eight weeks i can plan anything mainly i can plan a party so yes let's do it then and have a little cupcake or something little cupcake. i hate cupcakes i just hate <laughs> them and i just they're just so there's just i met the woman that set up a cupcake brand recently and um she was a banker so she was like, oh, yeah. before cupcakes, I didn't know anything about them. And um, I Googled the most the most popular f- Googled term in the year that she set up her brand was cupcake. And she was like, I'll set up a mm. cupcake brand. She was a banker. She saw a gap in the market and she set up hmm. obscenely sweet, sugary food. And she dressed it all up in pink yeah. and purple and put loads of flowers on it. And hee 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 hee. And it was very successful. And it's like, you're a scumbag. You don't like food. <laughs> You don't like, you're not in it for the, 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 and to eat a cup, like, what does a cupcake ever taste like? Sugar and sweetness. There's no. Sugar. There's not, it's not, it is a food type, but it's not like, there's no, the art is making it look pretty. It's not about the taste. And she was just the epitome of everything I hate about cupcakes. I think you hit the nail on the head there. There's a certain type of person that gets into cupcakes and they create a brand around it. And they've got they've got a costume that they wear, or the, every, their life becomes obsessed by it. I was watching an episode of Come Dine with Me yesterday, and this woman was that of that t- kind of thing where they've got like blue bows in their hair, the hair's all done in a certain way because they are selling the cupcake by the way that they look. And each dish had a cupcake in it, like starter, main, dessert, and um, everyone hated it. <laughs> they were saying it's so dry. Oh and really? She was so oh, she was so insulted by by it because, but it was dry, you know. It was just it's rubbish. Some people don't really understand. They just well, if you're just in it for the 
it's style over substance with a cupcake. It is and style it's over so heavily yeah. styled, but the substance is well you're eat, you're meant to be eating food here. This is a this yeah. is a bit of food. It's not a what you've put together here. This is still food, but you've stylized it with just sugar and Yeah. And they do make me feel gross. I love a muffin. A muffin's fantastic, but mm. a cupcake is the best way to ruin a muffin. Well, that's I completely agree with you there. The best um style not over substance is a crock is it called a crock bouche or crock it's with profiteroles and they have them in a tower and they stick them together with um like sugar, uh, syrup yeah that's just isn't that just profiteroles yeah yeah but, but i mean profiteroles are great though aren't they yeah yeah you know oh, cream yeah. belgian chocolate melted shoe pastry I mean, oh my God, I remember the first time I had a profiterole in the 80s and they were still a little bit frozen in the middle, but I didn't care. It was like a, they were like chocolate eclairs, but like nice, because chocolate eclairs I find are empty, tasteless nonsense. Yeah. I'm always annoyed at the end of a chocolate eclair because I feel like I've got loads of calories in my body and I've had zero pleasure from it. I don't like the pastry. Yeah. It's a cheaper version of the shoe pastry. Uh, but the cream that they put in has got no... It's just like, eh. But it, clo- it coats your esophagus with fat at the same time. Not a fan of a chocolate eclair. <laughs> Profiteroles, on the other hand. Well, I will take Profiteroles. Well, they're smaller. A, they're much smaller than eclairs, aren't they? And they're, I think it's a different pastry and they're just easier to manage and you can eat many uh, and they're a bit gooey. Chocolate's melted on there as well, rather than it being like this weird refrigerated chocolate on top of the chocolate eclair. Mm. But talking about muffins, there are some companies that just sell muffin tops. All right. Not the base. No way. Where have you found them? Uh, I don't know. I heard about it somewhere because uh, that's what all flavour is. It's on the top, isn't it? So if you just just sell a muffin top, and then you've got you've got like the perfect snack, and then you don't get a muffin top. By eating just the muffin top, it's ironic in a way. Techno robots, techno robots, techno robots, techno robots. Gadget, gadget, gadget. News, news, news. From a show with the pressure and frosty. Okay, it is this month's gadget news, and I'll start us off with some necro tech. What? Necro, necrotech. Necro meaning death, tech meaning technology, death and technology in one. So scientists in America have developed a way to reanimate dead spiders to use as um, ways to, to lift other things. So basically a spider works the principle of an exoskeleton and it has pistons inside so it pushes its blood forward and out and that's how it moves its legs it doesn't have muscles and so scientists are taking advantage of this by getting wolf spiders they are euthanizing them and then they are using the spiders to lift other spiders up as a beginning to see if they could um, use this technology in other things that's interesting about the spiders i mean where, where does it end 
My sister's got this really cool, um, it's basically a thermometer, but it's, a, it's sort of a digital screen. It almost looks the same size as an iPad and it's got the high and it's got the low and it's got the pressure on there. And then it's got the wind direction. And it's sort of, it's just a very cool little weather thing in the corner. And I was watching the temperature steadily increase this morning. It started off at like 9.7 and it was gradually going up and it was about 10.5 when I came down here. So it was, uh, we bloody love the weather, don't we? And I try not to check it till on the day um but you still endlessly check it and it's just nice to watch it and if it's getting better you're like yes and if it's getting worse you're like oh no but there is also a sense of sort of excitement if there's a storm on the way Uh uh-oh big storm on the way it's like you you, nothing's really going to happen but oh quick better get that stuff in from outside because there's a storm on the way (laughs) my grandmother had an old fashion barometer and what i love to do it it measured the humidity i used to breathe on it like this (sighs) and that would change it yeah, I, I see how it could affect the it's the system. See how humid I could make the air. I've got some more gadget news, and this this month's gadget news, I have to say, it's a little bit dark. So next one, I'll I'll, I'll bring it. I'll make it a bit lighter because this this bit of gadget news is uh, a nightmare that I've had or a worry that I've had for a while, and it's called the singularity. And it's when um, artificial intelligence surpasses uh, a certain level where it can then take over the world and um, there's been lots of talk about chess players chess masters and people say the moment a computer can beat a human at chess is like a big deal you know and it's happened a few times but this is taken a step further a child a seven-year-old child playing chess against a machine and it's got robot arms to move the pieces and when it was the chess machine's turn to move its piece it didn't move its piece it got the child's finger and it broke the child's finger. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's not a legal move. That's obscene. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine that. It is a logical move. If you, if you think, uh, I want to beat the child, the child is beating me, okay, kill the child. That's what happened. That's frightening. Bloody hell. So that's, that's the reality of it. You know, you think the robots are helping, but actually... You know, they've been programmed yeah. maybe in a Scientologist yeah. sort of way to take over and to just commit a bit of yeah. evil. And do you know what? We're doing, we're setting everything up. We've got this necrotech on the horizon. What if the robots take over the necrotech and use dead humans <laughs> as, as some kind of army to defeat the live humans? <sighs> hey. um, Shall we end the gadget news on this? Yeah, now that you've brought us to the bleakest place we can be, (laughs) there's always optimism about science and technology and you've probably made that as dark as it could be. So yeah, it's probably time to wrap it up. We'll get you gold. 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 Okay, it is time for what gets you go. This month, it's just something that's happened throughout the course of my adult life. Go into a restaurant and um, at the end, you've finished your meal and you just want to leave. You just want to go. You've had your fun. You've spoken. You've talked about everything you're going to talk about. You've eaten all the food. You just want to go home now. You're full up. You're a little bit tired. And no one wants to give you the bill. And so you're waiting ages for that. And, the, and then you do like the sign. The, like the signing, the check sign that nobody ever does. Like kids these days don't even know what that means, but people still do it. I feel like an idiot. Or excuse me, sorry to bother you. Can I can I give you some money? 
can I give you some money? So then you're wait, you're waiting for that, and then the what they do because obviously they're going to pay by the card, but then they come back after half an hour, they put the receipt on a saucer, and they walk away, and then you got to wait another. Can I can I pay for this now? Can, can, have you got the machine? Yeah, I'll get the machine. Hold on a second, and you're waiting there for ages, and you feel like a prisoner. Um, and I just wish there's got to be a better system. Like I'd rather when you order the food, pay for it then. I'm not going to eat the food and go, oh, I didn't like that and not pay for it. Just pay for it when you order it. Well, you could get up and um, you could go, you could decide when you'd finished and then walk up to somewhere that looks like the till or somewhere. You could, you know, you could move it your own way. I do that now and again. I just get up and stand yeah. at the front wherever the bar is. And then there's sort of someone tries to serve you at the bar and you're like, no, I'm out of here. Can I, can I, can I, oh, do you want the bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. here you go. And then they'll just jump in. What table were you? Seven. Okay, there you go. Do you want to add a tip? No, of course I don't. No. I'm stood here. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do do that. But I sometimes I sometimes worry that the waiters think I'm doing a runner. Like Great. You get your coat off. You... <laughs> Good, let them think. You know, let them think. Yeah, yeah, I have done that. Now, now that I'm, uh, yeah, just... It's just, it's a silly system, though. It's a silly system. Yeah, you've had a lot of troubles eating out recently, so I think that just, just, just maybe avoid that. That's perhaps one of the. It's not your thing, is it? Well, I don't have a kitchen anymore, so it's hard to uh, cook at home. Uh oh. Yeah, deliveries, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna have. Well, you're just gonna have to find a solution because it sounds like something you're gonna have to be confronted with until maybe October yeah. without hot water yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's got your goat this month? Have you got anything? Yeah, I was on the train on the way down here, and um, I was fairly close. This it's like a four-hour journey, so you try and pretend it's close all the time. There's a good hour or so to go. Yeah. Suddenly, there's this almost industrial noise of like. I was like, what the flip? And a couple of people looked around and I looked and they, this kid's got his electric like car out, like a remote control what? car. And the dad sort of is, the dad was the one sort of pushing it and encouraging it. It's like, Come, can you not realise that this is a bloody racket? And I had, head, <laughs> I had headphones in, so I, I could hear it over the headphones. And then, um, and then I was listening to the Formula One because it was on the radio, it's cutting out oh, that now sounds again. Like a car. Yeah, to block it out, I thought I'll put the noise of a car on. That'll work. I'll gazump him. <laughs> and then they were playing just clips from the phone really loudly, uh, and it was just like, "What the kids are you doing here, you scumbags?" They just sort of thought it was their living room, and moved into the into the tray. Yeah. Like, what? That Families was... do that a lot now, don't they? They just take they just take oh, oh my family. It's okay. We've got kids. It's okay. We've got kids. No, it's not okay. But I think they're encouraging it a lot more now. This kind of take your family out and make everybody experience your family. Like they've got these um, booths in pub restaurants now where kids can just watch children's shows on TV in in the wall while they're eating their meal. And you just think, come on, have a little bit of... Because those children are going to grow up thinking that's normal. So they'll just carry on. It's not... Well, the, the train journey down is quite nice. You go along the coast and to look out onto the sea is just spectacular. 
And um, I walked, I like to have a little wander on the train because you sat down for four hours. So I walked yeah. through this carriage to get, just to have a little look. And these kids were just on their iPads. They weren't looking out the window at all. They were just no. glued into the iPad. It's like, just come on, just tell the kid, here you go. There's something fun outside the window that isn't Peppa Pig. Have a look at that. Oh, look at yeah. that for a bit. Come on, let's see if we can play a game of look out the window. Oh, who can spot a, you know, seagull? Oh, there you go. You win, Johnny, you little twerp. Yeah. What's that? Well, just have a co- have a conversation or just in, engage with the world. It's, there's some children like in my push chairs and they've got uh, an iPad holder in front of them, in front of their face. So they can't even see outside of their pram or push chair. It's crazy. It's the new dummy, isn't it? The iPad. It is. It is. It's the, it's the, it's the pacifier for the brain and the mind and the soul and everything. I, I watch, I show children uh, at the end of term, I'll show them a film. Because remember when we were in school and they used to wheel out the video player and the, the, the tiny TV in the hall, you could hardly see it, but oh, it was the best thing ever, watching a film. Now I've got like a hundred inch screen speakers in each classroom showing them a crystal clear film. And after like 10, 15 minutes, they're bored because they've got no attention span and they've got everything thrown at them and they've got no excitement or appreciation. It's going to be immediate short it's the end it's the end of civilization as we know it yeah yeah and it's happening every day and it's normal so there you go and it's normal and it's normal and uh yeah there you go that's this month's what gets your goat i'm an old woman i love the presser and frosty so much i'm going to leave everything to them in my will Oh, well, um, thanks for joining us so early, listeners, for our early morning breakfast show. I'm certainly feeling wide awake. Yeah, it's um, it's 8.09am and we launched the station at 12 minutes past 8, so it's almost exactly, exactly 10 years ago. Right now, this is fun for me, at least. And here's for another 10 years at Hoxton Radio. <laughs> Wonder what will be happening in 2032. That's obscene. Yeah, that's scary. That's crazy. Shouldn't you have made it by then? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be reaching 50. Yeah, I'm still reaching my prime. I've not not touched my prime yet. The best is yet to come. So we're going to be back in August, which sounds like a long time away, but it's actually not that long, a Monday. So... um, Hold it down, everyone. Yeah, thanks very much for your time. Thanks for joining us on this special day. And um, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been lovely. It's been lovely to be broadcasting with you, Ofro, one of my oldest oh. chums in the broadcast scene on this momentous day. It's been a delight. Now, don't forget, get in contact with the show at pressureandfrosty at gmail.com or Twitter at pressure underscore frosty or through Anchor. And we will see you adieu soon. Cheerio, everyone. Night, night. Sleep tight. Don't let the big bugs bite. It's time to say goodbye. Yeah. But there's no need to cry. My favorite. We'll be back again sometime. The show with the pressure and frosty. Okay, Dan, get out of the way. There's something productive that you can be like, yeah, I've done that then. And what time have you been up since? Hmm?